It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now, welcome back. We have an excellent discussion for you here. We're going to spend a good bit on uh, Penn State football recruiting and the future of the Penn State football program based heavily on recruiting and what can happen to the roster if, by chance, James Franklin were to leave. Look, we don't know the answers. There's there's big ifs. If James Franklin stays, then we're going to have wasted all this time. Really. I mean, it, the, the bottom line is we, we can talk about the what ifs and what have yous and particulars. Um, but if he stays, at least this year, you know, you, you got to figure the recruiting class stays intact. If he leaves, what happens? We've got a great roundtable discussion here. Jared Prugar joins us from DK Pittsburgh Sports. What's going on with you today, buddy? Uh, not too much. Just another day of football practice, getting prepared for Williamsport. All right. Joe Lodnoski from the Pennsylvania Sports Network. He loves recruiting. How you doing today, Joe? What's up, Corey? How are you? Man, uh, this is a good discussion. Right now, Penn State has the number three recruiting class in the country behind Georgia and Alabama. And if you're thinking, well, I thought they were number one. Not, well, they were, but they were number one because they had a whole bunch of kids while other teams didn't necessarily have. Penn State's got 25 commits. Alabama's got 18. Georgia's got 21. It was inevitable that some of these schools were going to pass Penn State as soon as they got more commits, including Ohio State is number four right now. They've got 16 commits. Penn State's got 25. Ultimately, when all is said and done and all the numbers even out, uh, I've been told by people who have tracked this out uh, that Penn State will probably end up between five and seven or so in the country with their recruiting class. Joe, I want to start with you because here's the biggest question that I'm getting from people. It's not even so much that I want James Franklin to stick around. I love James Franklin as a coach. I think James Franklin can take Penn State to the promised land. That's not what I'm hearing from Penn State fans. What I hear from Penn State fans is I don't want to lose James Franklin because I don't want to lose the recruiting class. Well, I think all those things can be true, right? You know, I think that the the affinity for James Franklin stems from the fact that he's fared so well on the recruiting trail. Uh, and let's be honest, you know, we're not that far removed from you know, having our hearts broken by Justin Fields. I think the the latest climb of, of Drew Aller has certainly added to that. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to look at it, Corey. If you can go back through and whether it's rivals or 247 or on three or whatever your, your preference is, you can go back and look at the recruiting classes from the last however many years. Uh, it is not coincidence that uh, the playoff rankings three years later often reflect that, you know, Alabama, you know, I'm sure Nick Saban is 
is the greatest coach of all time, but he's also had the greatest run of recruiting all time. Yeah, Georgia's Kirby Smart. Uh, there was a juxtaposition of these two uh, answers by Dan Mullen from Florida and Georgia's Kirby Smart. Dan Mullen was asked about recruiting. He said, we're in the middle of the season. We'll, we'll get into recruiting after the season. And, and that was it because Dan Mullen is kind of a pissy guy and he doesn't want to get into something. Kirby Smart then spoke for a minute in his press conference and he's going on and on. It doesn't matter how good of a coach you are. If you don't have the players, you won't win. And he's, he said exactly what – what you just said, Joe. Jared, I want to get your thoughts because, look, you read uh, the comments section at our website, DK Pittsburgh Sports. Uh, Penn State fans are extremely concerned about the recruiting class. How concerned should they be right now with four games left in the regular season? Well, I think the biggest thing is are you, who's committed to the school and who's committed to the coach. And uh-huh, I think yeah. that's you know one of the biggest things that you have to look at in the scope of college athletics because you know how many people are committing to a school because of James Franklin? And how many are, you know, committing to that because it's the, the, you know, because it's Pennsylvania State University? And I think that's a big, it's a big factor. And, and obviously, the academics at Penn State, you know, it, it's weird to bring up college football and athletics and, and not talk about the Ivy League. But these kids are there, and, and you know, to to go to school as well. And you know, the Penn State education is a little bit different, but or as far as where it stands nationally. But at the same time, how many of those kids commit to just Franklin and, and his staff? You know, you, you bring Drew Aller in, and, hey, it's a Mike Yersich guy. Or who you bring in one of these guys, and it's a J1 Sider guy or mm-hmm. a Taylor Stubblefield guy. So it's – or are they a Penn State guy? And I think that's something you got to – and that's something to be concerned about, depending on, you know, who goes in and where. And, and the transfer portal just makes it so easy now. It doesn't really matter, you know, if, if Franklin does go elsewhere – these guys can very easily get up, and, and the new coach will have to, to piecemeal a, a roster together. I think I think Jared nailed it on the head. These 17, 18, they get, in, they get to know the assistant coaches, the guys that recruit them. They really build relationships with them, their position coaches, that kind of thing. Hey, Joe, look, uh, it, we, don't, we don't have a discussion if James Franklin's back. So I, I'm not – I mean, we, we don't know – I don't. I don't really think anything big changes if a month from now James Franklin spurns all these things and doesn't get the job and he's back. I'm going to ask you to assume if James Franklin leaves, we're, we're going to go all along the assumption here for a few minutes that James Franklin leaves. Does Drew Aller come to Penn State, Joe? Did Mike Yersich leave too? Yes. Probably not. I mean that's that's the reality. And I mean, so here's the deal, okay? And I don't. I think it's very funny because. Ninety-eight percent of us that speak to this have no idea as to what we're talking about because we've never been there. I got news for you: Micah Parsons didn't go to Penn State because of the education. Micah Parsons went to Penn State because of guys like Dwayne Galt, because guys like Dwayne Galt can make you know Troy Apke you know a superstar overnight in the Underwear Olympics. Whether we like it or not, you know, just like you know the great Michael Wilbon went to Northwestern because of the great journalism school or, or Whitlock to Ball State or, you know, insert whatever Syracuse alum you want. The guys that, that go to Duke and Kentucky aren't going there for the, the econ program. They're going there to get to the league. And I think that that's the, the element of this that a lot of us can't really grasp is that you go there because this guy, you form a relationship, and essentially the two of you have formulated a plan as to how you're going to get to the front of the line. And at the end of the day, you know, like it or not, it's pretty much nothing more than that. And therein lies the concern. And that's why the concern is real. Penn State, 
the future of Penn State football depends on the Jimmys and the Joes, okay? We can talk X's and O's all we want, but that's what I was referring to with Kirby Smart earlier. If you ain't got the Jimmys and the Joes, you're going home with a bunch of losses, okay? That's just the way things are. And Penn State's got a bunch of good players that are coming in. Jared, how concerned legitimately – look, we can't speak for every individual kid. We can talk about Aller and his connection with Yersich, but how concerned should Penn State fans be if indeed Franklin were to leave? How, how much of this class can we, can we speculate ultimately might really have second thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fair question. I mean, the biggest thing is, I guess, who who Franklin takes with him and who the uh, incoming coaching staff would would retain. And and you know, that's again, it, it goes back to that relationship because there are there might be some guys that really do want to go there for school because they know that you know they might be a fringe NFL guy, whatever, get that education. But at the same time, the relationships matter the most. And you know, this guy is closer to this coach or or that coach. You know, you. You look at certain situations like that, you know, with some of the guys that even maybe transferred to Old Dominion with Ricky Ronnie and his staff and, and some of the guys that he took to, on, that, on that staff down there um, with the Monarchs. So, you know, I it, I, can't, I guess it kind of really depends on who they leave or who, who leaves um, to really be concerned. I mean, Franklin's going to take as, as many as he can, if, if possible, as far as I would imagine the, the coaching staff. But, again, on that staff you've got Penn Staters. You've got, you know, Ty Howe. You've got – Terry Smith, is are, are those guys going to want to leave their alma mater? Are they going to want to leave and go somewhere else where um, they really don't know the culture? Where they, um, you know, it's it, it just it's one of those things where there are a lot of moving parts. But I do think there's some some genuine concern, and and really it depends on on who goes and and who stays. Jared Prugar from DK Pittsburgh Sports, and uh, here's Joe Lodnowski from the PA Sports Network. Joe, you, you want to talk about that in particular? I, you know, Terry Smith is is a very valuable member of that staff as an, as an alma mater guy. I, I wonder what would happen with Brent Pry. Brent, is he going to? Would he go all the way out to USC uh, with James? You would think so, but Brent Pry's name could come up for head coaching jobs uh, as well. I don't. I don't think Brent or Mike Yursich are in position to be the next head coach at Penn State. Uh, Joe, do you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. 
No, not really. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is that would be the, 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 the deep end of the pool. And I think, I think that's what makes, I think that's what makes James Franklin so unique is that, and you know, a lot of time, you know, and you and I've had this conversation, uh, Corey off the air, where I think sometimes it's perceived as a slight. I do not believe it's a slight because I think Nick Saban was the first to embrace it, and that is the CEO role of a coach. If you don't believe me, Nick Saban plays with a coordinator every year, and many times a coordinator that's of, of similar ilk, you know, in terms of popularity. Yeah, Lane Kiffin, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, uh, Bill O'Brien. Bill maybe, O'Brien. Maybe not as much popularity, but they've, they've had a ton of experience themselves. Yeah. So, you know, I think Franklin embraces that. And that's the thing is that, you know, when I say the CEO coach, I mean, remember, you know, it was, oh, what, oh my God, Herb Hand's leaving. You know, Joe Moorhead, who? You know, J- Charles Hupp's leaving. It's, you know, Jiminy Christmas, now Josh Gaddis is leaving. How are we ever going to survive? <laughs> you know, James, James Franklin's identi- ability to identify talent is not limited to the Jimmys and the Joes. You know, I mean, just think about the backlash, Corey. Who the hell is Joe Moorhead? Fordham? <laughs> for what? And then we're like, my God, how are we going to survive without Joe Moorhead? Like, it's, I mean, I, I think James Franklin deserves all the credit in the world. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if, if Brent Pry or Mike Yersich is, is ready for that. I think you have to, I think you have to be at a Vanderbilt. I think you have to be at a non-blue blood to sort of cut your teeth. Uh, you know, if you're an incoming coach, and, and again, I, you know, we could get into that if, if you want, but obviously. You know, let's say Joe Judge gets canned and somebody's smart enough to bring Sean Spencer in as the D.C. You know, obviously Terry Smith is going to be retained. You know, I don't think Terry Smith necessarily wants to go anywhere. I don't know how valuable Terry Smith would be elsewhere. I'm sure Pitt would love to scoop him up, but I can't imagine he would do that. I think you got to look at James Franklin for what he's been able to do to navigate some of the issues. But, again, I think the greatest accomplishment of, of his tenure so far – is his ability to identify coaches and the talent that they bring to the table, how they fit in. You mentioned Jay Wan Sider. Now, Phil Troutwine's not necessarily lived up to the hype thus far, but Franklin has done a marvelous job with a lot of turnover. And the other thing is, it's much like the kids, much like the kids that go to, the, go to get there to get to the league, this isn't, you know, nobody aspires to be Scrap Bradley and be the D.C. for 28 years or whatever it was. Jared, let me ask you the question I asked Joe earlier, because I, I think this is a fascinating component. Um, because Penn State has lost three in a row, and they lost to Illinois, which was god-awful. And they're not in the top 25 in the college football playoff rankings. All right, they're, 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 There are concerns about where Penn State football is right now. Yeah, they had a good game against Ohio State, but I wrote – I wrote a few years ago, I think James Franklin has already peaked. So my question for you is the same thing I asked Joe earlier, Jared. Do fans want James Franklin back because they think James Franklin can lead them to the promised land? Or do they want James Franklin back so that the recruiting class doesn't fall apart? Well, I think it's a little both. I mean, he's never going to be the guy that lights the world on fire on game days. I don't think that's that's his M.O. I think, you know, it, 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 he is the CEO, and that's perfectly fine. I think that's the way things are going. Um, you know, you put the you put things in the hands of your coordinators, and can they live up to it? And you know what? For the most most part, they 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 do. But you know, it's frustrating because Penn State's between this five and, and I would say let's go five and fifteen in the country more often than not every year. 
And, you know, when, when Moorhead left and Ricky Ronnie stepped in and, you know, then Ricky Ronnie's offense didn't live up to the hype or, or to the expectations uh, of Moorhead, you get, it, it's just this, it, get, it gets stale. And, and last year with Kurt Chiraca, and I know, you know, statistically, the numbers were better than they are this year. And now with Yersich and, and Pry's been obviously there since the outset and since the beginning, you know, and yeah, can Franklin win games? Yes, but has he won the big one? He's beat Ohio State once. He's won one Big Ten championship, which you know, luckily for for the for the Harbaugh that's in the division, that's more than that's more than Michigan's won. Um, and you know, maybe that was the peak. Maybe 2016 was the peak. But I mean, who are you going to get that's better? I know we talk about Fickle all the time and, and whether he'd be a good fit at Penn State or or even Matt Rule, who I think would be the dream candidate or the dream hire if you're going to go in another direction. Should Franklin leave? I mean, it, it's who is who are you going to get that's better because you're in this five to fifteen range that you know if they're if you're going to be that good the, the type of caliber of coach you're not going to want a first timer but you're going to want a guy that's established and a guy that is affordable and but they went and four, I don't know who's available they went four and five last year they went four they weren't in the five or fifteen range last year. they went four and five well COVID this and Astros that they went four and five they were the first top ten preseason team ever to start zero oh and five they went four and five this year they're hanging on I think they'll beat Maryland. We'll see about Michigan, but they're not. In the, they're not in the college football. So that's my point. Joe is this. James Franklin has done a lot of really, really good things. He deserves a tremendous amount of credit. Where are they right now? I mean, we are in a what have you done for me lately society. And yes, the recruiting class is phenomenal, and maybe they can get back to where they were. A couple, but at this, at the end, of, that's why I just don't necessarily get this feeling that there's this massive amount of of consternation in the fan base that if James Franklin, the coach, leaves, I think there is massive consternation that if James Franklin, the recruiter, leaves, then things fall apart, if you get what I'm saying, Joe. I think Chris Benini of The Athletic must be uh, listening in. He just tweeted, in 2015, Alabama coaching staff featured the four head coaches of the current college football playoff top four. Nice, Kirby yeah. Smart, the D.C., obviously Nick Saban, Mel Tucker with the DBs, Mario Cristobal, the offensive line. Oh, by the way, Lane Kippen was the O.C., and Billy Napier was the wide receiver coach. How about Not that? Not bad, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I think that's the thing is that if, if you told Nick Saban that, you know, he was the winningest coach of all time and, you know, set the bar, I think he'd be thrilled. But if you told him to a man that he revolutionized the way the game, the college game, was ruled and governed and you know overseen by the head coach, I think that that would be a much larger mark to leave. I do believe this, and you know we we talked about this last night, and I think there's a lot of truth to this. Everybody knows that pays attention to Penn State recruiting. One thing that matters that commitment to the program is your word is your bond you go see other people that bond is divorced you can announce that you've decommitted everybody knows that jordan allen went to old miss and broke his bond Corey, explain to me why there is not a mass exodus of this class that knows the rules that they are not allowed to see other people but james franklin is out there seeing multiple people that's no way that can be true I think this is a big smokescreen to get A, James Franklin a raise, B, to get James Franklin what he wants, and C, Jimmy Sexton is working his tail off 
to get other clients the USC and LSU job. If you just take a ten step, you know, ten steps back and look at it, why would these kids remain committed, knowing the coach is one foot out the door when they know that if they go to another campus? Their offers immediately yanked. I disagree with you a trillion percent that James Franklin has already decided that he's staying at Penn State. I don't think that's the case at all. I just don't. I think James Franklin wants to win a national championship, and whether this pisses off Penn State fans or not, USC has a better chance to win a national championship than Penn State. I, I, I honestly believe that. A hundred percent I believe that. I, I think this notion that James is just doing this for more le- He makes six freaking million dollars a year. He went four and five last year, and they're not in the college football. He has no leverage. He has no leverage. He's one and seven against Ohio State, and that came on a miracle play. To me, I'm sick of this notion that James Franklin can hold Penn State hostage every two years because somebody else comes along. I I think it's legitimate. I I think it's real. I I don't disagree with what you're saying, but at no point has James Franklin, now he's not denied it either, but these are anonymous sources, and all of a sudden Dan Patrick's got a guy. Well, how does what? I mean, I mean, if you think about it, Dan Patrick doesn't pay much attention to college football. It's a, it's more of a pro show, and especially an NBA show. Why would he have a source close to James Franklin that would give him that kind of information? Agents, I think. I think this is angling. It's all it's all angling, but but the the int- the interesting thing is, and Jared, I want to get your thoughts on this because we've we've all talked about this before. Do we think he's leaving? A week ago, I didn't necessarily think he was leaving. Now you lose to Illinois, he's got no leverage, Joe. He's got no leverage. The the reason James Franklin was distraught and distracted last week is because he knows that that lost Illinois effed him. It effed him completely because any leverage he might have had. As a, as for whatever he's done, you've now lost two games to twenty four plus point underdogs at home in the past two years. Don't don't be you can't be that coach and then come always coming back to Penn State saying that you want more money. So Jared, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you do you think that he's angling just to get more money, or do you think that if the if the opportunity truly is right at one of these other two jobs? I'm not saying do you think he will leave. I'm saying do you think that he is considering leaving if the opportunity is right? Yeah, I mean, the opportunities have to be there, but I do think a lot of this is really just trying to set Penn State up, whether it's with assistant money. I mean, I think you you empty the Brinks truck for Brent Fry and the job that he's done recently. Um, You know, you want to keep your stitch, and and you want to keep those guys and keep your staff intact. And the way to do that when they're successful is to pay the money. Now, Penn State really hasn't been successful over the last two years. You can say what you want about last year. I mean, COVID, yes. COVID this, whatever. But, you know, Penn State needs severe, serious upgrades, and they're doing that to the last building. Let's be real. Beaver Stadium is not the most pleasant stadium to look at. It's an incredible atmosphere inside the stadium, but to, to, to drive up to the stadium, it doesn't look nearly as good as what, you know, what, say, uh, even at Ohio State or a horseshoe or a big house or, or one of the other Big Ten stadiums. So, I mean, you, you have to put the money into the program, and you saw that, and you saw how far behind Penn State was when Bill O'Brien took over and, and the changes that they made. You know, you got away from the Smith machines finally and, and put in some free weights. Well, now you're adding, adding the student performance center. You're adding the academic side of it where the kids can go to study if, they act, if that's what they want to do. The bottom line, school. Jared, is they are adding all of these things. Now go the freaking – to come. Now they beat Ohio come. State. Now, now beat Ohio State. Don't lose to Michigan next week. You'd better GD well not lose to Maryland this week. 
because you already lost to Illinois, and I do think Penn State's going to take care of business at Maryland. Joe, I'm going to give you the final word on this because this is this is all fascinating, and we're, I, you know, I'm I'm 60 40 that Franklin leaves. I mean, he certainly could stay. He obviously wants to get everything that he possibly can, but I'm telling you, if I'm Penn State, Joe, at, at what point do I have to say, hey, you know what, James? We've given you a hell of a lot. Um, can you not hold us over the coals every year or two trying to get more? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, there's a variety of, of layers to the onion, Corey. One to your point about the leverage. Well, if his leverage is gone, then so is his markability, marketability and his desirability. No, I disagree with that. His, his leverage at USC or LSU is as a program builder. It is a recruiter. He, he still has that. He still has the number three. Even if he loses to Illinois, he's still got the number three class in the country. That's what USC would want. That's what they need to, they need to get off the, you know, to, to get their programs going. They need what James Franklin has done for Penn State already. What I'm telling you is James Franklin in 2021, what is he doing for Penn State now to keep earning raises. The other thing is that I think nobody has mentioned, and I'm, you know, I apologize because I didn't do this prior. You mentioned the leverage and what does he have. In theory, uh, definitely one, possibly two. You know, he's basically holding two, uh, you know, deadbeat administrators. Yeah. You know, yep. over the barrel here, and I think that's a big opportunity uh for his team and when i mean his team i mean you know uh sexton uh, again i i don't know i can't pretend to get into the mind of, of franklin obviously it's a major lifestyle change nashville state college obviously nashville's a bigger city than state college but much more similar than say la um again i i don't disagree but you know he's an east coast guy it made a lot more sense for him to come to Penn State, he literally is from Pennsylvania. Sure. That may, that's a significant culture change. There's, there's no question. I just wonder, real quickly, um, the desirab- desirability of either USC and LSU, considering that Ed Orgeron just won a national title and got canned. But he got canned because he's a jackass who did all kinds of unscrupulous things off the field. Yes, they lost. That made it, easy, that made it easier because they were losing. Now, if they'd been winning, he he would have kept his job. But he's also gotten into a lot of people. People keep making that statement, Joe, that he's been fired less than two years later. He's also caused them a lot of embarrassment with some legal things. There's a they went through the stuff with Les Miles. They're not going to go through that stuff again with unscrupulous coaches. Uh, so, I mean, I, let, let's put some perspective on that. And yes, if they were winning, they would probably turn more of a blind eye to it. But that's what they did with Les Miles, and that's why them and Kansas wound up getting into so much trouble for basically just turning a blind eye to, to crap that's going on. Well, I mean, obviously, but again, you know, it, it's the SEC. It, it means more, so, yeah. you know, that matters. Hey, Jared, last thing. You get the last word on this component. Uh, and we've touched on this, Rex. I, I want to close the re- with the recruiting element. If you're a Penn State fan out there, how nervous 
should you or should you not be over the next four weeks until we find out what James Franklin's going to do from a recruiting standpoint? Yeah, I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding right now. I mean, unless you see a mass exodus of guys who are decommitting, um, I, I don't think there's really anything to worry about just yet. But there's still a lot of season left. And, hey, listen, I mean, who doesn't love attention, man? I would love to be wined and dined on a trip to LSU, maybe have some, you know, uh, boudin, a little Cajun food, uh, pull out of the stops. Everybody loves attention at that age. I mean, that's social media. These guys have thousands and thousands of followers. And, you know, they're still sitting in an English class every every morning or afternoon. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's anything uh, to be concerned about right now. But if he continues to lose to teams that he shouldn't lose to, I mean, yeah. But, again, until these guys start leaving the program and decommitting, you know, there haven't been very many that have entered the transfer portal. I mean, let's let's be real. I think Tyquan Roberson would be one. Devin Ford would be another. I mean, they're still obviously with the program. I mean, the culture at Penn State is one that it cultivates success. And, and you know, he's turning out NFL players, right? I mean, you, at Penn State, you got to look at it as this. I know this kind of gets back to what you were talking with Joe about. But, like, do you want a guy that's turning out guys in the NFL and, and making money for the university, or do you want to win a national title? And, and which one is it? Because you can do both. Or you can just focus on one, or, or you can do, you know, one or the other. And, you know, Penn State right now, they're turning out NFL talent. I mean, you saw what Pat Fryermuth was able to do uh, against the Browns this week, and, and you see Chris Godwin every week with the Buccaneers. That's great. That's marketing for Penn State. It's free marketing. And, you know, you're putting in, getting in front of millions of eyes. And, you know what, this is, this is great fodder for them, too, because as good as Penn State can be or will be or, or won't be, we're still talking about them, and, and that publicity is great for the university, too. So even in the lack of success, James Franklin is making money both for the program, the university, and for everybody involved. And I think that's a win-win. Um, but the results do have to start coming. And you know what? I think LSU is, the, is ready to win sooner than USC because of what Orgeron has done. I mean, again, he's two years away from winning – or two years out from winning that. But he did – he screwed that up himself. And, you know, he got a little bit – everybody loves the, the Coach O. Uh, the the mantra, the ego, and and so did he, and he loved it a little too much. But you know what? It, for right now, James Franklin's at Penn State. The recruits are still there, and the team takes on um, Maryland this weekend. And who knows what's going to happen? But we're still going to talk about it, and and Penn State's going to love every bit of every bit of it. Good stuff, Jared Prugar, DK Pittsburgh Sports, Joe Lodnowski from the Pennsylvania Sports Network. Gentlemen, I appreciate the fantastic discussion. Really, really, thanks to both of you guys. Thanks, Corey. All right, good no stuff problem. there. Appreciate it, guys. All right.